But God has given us an order, and we'll get into that order. But I believe it begins by this submitting to one another. And we can say this to the whole fellowship, whether you're a man or a woman, a child, an employee, a boss. But this submission begins when we know our place, and our place is submitting to one another in the fear of God, knowing that God is over all things. God judges all things. And he will hold us accountable for the place that he has set us in. Welcome to The Cleansing Word. We invite you to stay with us as Pastor John Pinnell of Calvary Chapel Lake Villa takes us through a verse-by-verse study from God's Word. Each Monday through Friday, we'll be airing messages to encourage you in your faith that you might grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that you enjoy this broadcast and I'll return at the close of this teaching to give you more information about our church and how you can obtain a copy of this message. Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word. For some of you who may be visiting at Calvary Chapel, we go through the Bible verse by verse. We are in Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 22 today. Now I didn't plan this. But Valentine's Day is on Tuesday, and I'm teaching on marriage today because that's where we're at in Scripture. I wouldn't be smart enough to try to lay out a good plan because even if I try, I never succeed in trying to plan out the teaching in such a way that I'll always be where I always want to be. It tends to get slowed down. Things come up. We end up somewhere else and And so the timing is great. We're looking at marriage. It's a passage of scripture that I often use when counseling, premarital counseling for couples who want to get married, for couples who come in for counseling. And and we'll end up looking at this passage uh, during every marriage ceremony. One of the beautiful things that I discovered in my son's wedding, which... I had never done before, but they wanted to read scripture during their ceremony. And and so I suggested, why don't we take the Ephesians 5 passage and you can read the part that's for you. And so uh, John and Catherine read through this passage, reading it to one another, the duties that God has called us to as couples. Now, I realize that not everyone's married here today. And we think, great. A sermon on marriage. What's in it for me? Well, there's actually quite a bit because I think he spends more time talking about Christ and the church in this passage than he does talking about a husband and wife. What he does is use the examples of the husband and wife and relates them to the work of Jesus Christ and the church in the body of Christ. And so in this passage, although it targets marriage because it deals with the husband and wife. And 
As we continue on in Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to get into the children, verses 1 through 4. And so parents, you'll want to be attentive to that. Maybe you've read this passage to your children, sometimes possibly in a negative way, saying, this is what the Bible says. (laughs) Maybe it's been a husband pointing at verse 22 of chapter 5. I think husbands quote this verse more than any other verse in the Bible. And it's usually in the wrong way. Or maybe a wife brings up verse 25 to her husband. We'll also get into employees uh, next week as we get into chapter 6. And, and it's really talking about obedience and submission. I titled, I believe, you know, it's been a while. Let me see. What did I title my message? Hmm. I got it right. Submission and love. And in my notes, I have submitting and loving. Very close. Um, Gloria wanted a title. I was actually studying for a different message when she said, I need a title. It's like, okay, here's a title. But I'm not going there yet because I got another message to do. And my mind can only hold so much. And I have to compartmentalize. And this idea of submission, um, it's also an a word that could be translated as obedience. It's um, that of love we find in this passage. But he's dealing with uh, four groups of people. He's dealing with men, with women, with children, and all of us who are working as servants. Today, we would say employees and employers. Back then, it was servants and masters. But it really, I think, verse 21 is a key to this whole passage that we're picking up in verse 22 today. And, you know, the idea of this order that God has set for his people, we find it from chapter 5, verse 22 to chapter 6, verse 9. But I believe the key to this whole thing is verse 21, submitting to one another in the fear of God. See, a proper order that God requires of us is to know our place. And in the family, God has um, given order for the family, uh, husband and wife and children. The families sometimes where the children become boss. Well, that's, that's a mess. Where children's rule a household, it's usually an unruly household. But God has given us an order, and we'll get into that order. But I believe it begins by this submitting to one another, and we can say this to the whole fellowship, whether you're a man or woman, a child, an employee, a boss, but this submission begins when we know our place, and our place is submitting to one another in the fear of God, knowing that God is over all things, God judges all things, and he will hold us accountable for the place that he has set us in. Now, this passage of Scripture in Ephesians 5, 22, beginning in verse 22, a lot of people have problems with it. I, I hear things like, you know, that's been debated with the National Health Care Plan and this uh, government trying to force employers to provide contraception for their employees, which, you know, most Insurance companies provide that, but for some of the churches, and especially the Catholic Church, they're saying, we don't believe that you should do this, so we don't want to pay for that. 
and now it's free and so you can do what you want but there is this order that the Lord has given us and I believe when we get out of order and we try to compromise and the phrase that I heard a few times about this whole issue with the health insurance thing was hey we're in the 21st century what they're saying is this doesn't matter anymore God's word doesn't matter because, hey, we have been enlightened. We're smart now. In fact, we're smarter than God. God didn't have it all figured out back then when they wrote the Bible. They were just trying to work through some of those things. This is what they understood. But I keep discovering that God does have it all figured out. And we keep making a mess of things. And when we try to come to that conclusion that we got all things figured out, God will show us, he will humble us, and he will let us know that he is in control. So we're in the 21st century. 21st century liberals would say, wives, you don't need to submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. That's just not needed today. 21st century liberals will say, husbands, you don't have to love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. You can like her. You should like her. (laughs) But you don't have to love her in this way. In fact, the 21st century liberal belief will say, or this enlightened belief will say, just love her as long as things are working out. And then if it doesn't work out, you know, it's, it's okay to move on. And there's no commitment in families in marriages. And I believe it's because we've gotten away from what God's Word says. And so I'm just going to teach what God's Word says today about marriage. You may not like some of the things I say. I tell you this, when I teach on the subject of marriage, I know that I can hit things that can hurt because every one of us has been in different places and we could be married and newlyweds and everything is great and our spouse has done no wrong or we've been married for a year or two and realized, well, they're not perfect. And we got some issues that need to be worked out. We have have those who have been through divorce and they've went through the pains and struggles of that. And we're here together to hear from God's word. And God's word can hammer us sometimes. But the purpose of doing that is to bring healing to our lives. It's not to bring judgment, but to bring healing. But sometimes God needs to judge before he can heal. There has to be confession before forgiveness can come forth. And so I just want to present the word and try to do my best in this passage. One of the things I notice as we get into this passage is that the Holy Spirit had Paul use three and a half verses to talk to the women. And the Holy Spirit had Paul take eight and a half verses to talk to the guys. Three and a half, eight and a half. I think... uh, that just says something right there about guys, you know, that we just need a little bit more, Lord. We tend to not to like to look at instructions. We like to try to figure it out on our own. So God lays out a little more detail for us in his word. But for the wives, he simply says, these two things I'd like you to do. And I'll read um, 
verse 22 through 24, but also I'm going to pick up at the tail end of verse 33 because he comes back to the wives there. He says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. And let the wife see that she respects or reverence her husband. So two things. God said to the wife, instruction here in Ephesians chapter 5, submission and respect. These two things can get so blown out of proportion that they can become a nightmare for folks. But there are two things, submission and respect. Actually, the word submit in verse 22, it doesn't exist in the Greek text. They've borrowed it from verse 21. That's why I said verse 21 is the key to this whole passage, because in verse 21, it has the uh, Greek word submit there that says submitting to one another in the fear of God, wives to your own husbands as to the Lord. So they have filled in the blank wives submitting to your own husbands as to the Lord. So it's picking up off of the previous verse to get this word for submission. It means to be a subordinate, but it's a military term that means to rank under. Now, I know a lot of... I. I <laughs> I have a hard time doing these messages. Did I say that? Because I can get ladies mad at me. I can get my own wife mad at me sometimes. But I believe, according to the Word of God, and I see it in the Word of God, that God has given a divine order of things. And His order is that he is over all things, but he has given the husband as the head of his home and then the wife beneath the husband as far as order of the house and then the children before that. We mix up those orders, things can become disastrous. So ultimately, we're all ranked under God, but for the household, wives, you're submit to your own husbands. Now, I can't, I can't think of that phrase and not think of David Hawking um, sharing with Lily and myself, I believe. But Dr. David Hawking's been here at least four times throughout the years. A couple of those times, we, some of you may remember the German Baptist Dunkards who came up from Ohio and Indiana. All I can do to explain a German Baptist Dunkard to you, if you think Amnish, think of them, but they can drive a car. So when they came the first Sunday, they were here. They were in their um, church Sunday best, and it meant the guys' suits looked like they were made in the 1901 era. And uh, the next time they came was a couple of years later, and, and they were wearing sweaters and plaid shirts like the rest of us. They were relaxed, but the guys still had their um, chopped beards, and you could still see something about them that was different. They really loved our fellowship. David told me of our fellowship, and this is a compliment to us all, that they had visited a lot of different churches um, throughout the years, but he said about us that they told him that they had never come to a place where they felt accepted and loved before. Just unconditional love. Hey, you guys are great, you know, and um, we just 
welcomed them with open arms. We didn't make them feel weird. I had a blast when they were here. They're no longer German Baptist Dunkards. They're an EV free church. Every one, the last uh, time they came, there were 12 in the group, and every one of them now have been part of this new plant. They've broken away. But what they asked David was, at one point, and I think it was one of the ladies who asked David, she says, do we have to submit to the men of our denomination? And so what they had taught was that any man... And this congregation was of 2,000 plus. Any man could discipline any woman. If he saw something going on that he didn't like, he could go discipline that woman because he was over her in authority. But the Bible tells us, wives, submit to your own husband. And that's what David said. No, you only have to submit to your own husband, not to somebody else's husband, not to another man. And so they had these rules that were man-made and actually went against Scripture. So wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Also, when I think about this verse, I get this picture of an abusive husband saying, Woman, submit! And again, it's right here! Let me read it to you. Wives, submit. That means you. Submit to me, husband. You wife, me husband. Hmm. I think of counseling sessions where I don't know how many times I've heard guys tell me that the problem of our marriage is that she will not submit to my leadership. I've heard this a number of times in one of those sessions where a husband was declaring that his wife wouldn't come into submission to him. She was also saying, but he's not loving me. See, it goes both ways. I think in our marriage with Lily and I, we any major decision that we've ever made in our life, we've made together. But I've always had this feeling that she has been willing to let me make the mistake. If I choose to go down a road that she may not agree with, she'll let me know. But she's willing to let me make that mistake. You know, sometimes I think we need to make the mistakes in life to learn. And it may not be the best decision. But I see Lily and I, and I believe Lily views it it the same way, that we're equal in a sense in our marriage, that we are husband and wife. We are one of one flesh. But I think we understand this order that the Lord has given us. Although we never really... Bring it up. It's just an understood order that God has given us. More so, guys, I think God will hold us accountable. Whether husbands or wife agree with the order that God has laid out, it doesn't matter. I think God's going to hold us accountable for what his word says, not what we feel or what we believe. So the wives, two things they've been asked to do. Submit to your own husbands as to the Lord And then he goes in to teach us about this example of submission. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. So husbands is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. 
He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. This order that God has laid out for us. God has given us this divine order in 1 Corinthians 11.3. says, but I want you to know that every head of every man is Christ, and the head of every woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. See, even Jesus Christ is under a divine order. That's why we say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's this divine order that has been given. And God has laid out this order for us in 1 Timothy 2.13. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And so the divine order that God has set for our families. Paul uses Christ and his church as an example of this type of submission. As also Christ is the head of the church as he is the savior of the body. So Christ is the head, representing the husband for us, this example that he has given to us. God has given us men a responsibility to watch over and to care for our wives, for our children, and I believe he'll hold us accountable, as I have said. But likewise, God has given our wives, women. He has given you as a wife, if you are a wife here today, um, to have submission to your own husband, and to have this reverence and respect. Using the word reverence, and that's the Greek word, it can be translated out that way in verse 33. Well, that gets a little dicey. I have it written in my um, Bible here, but I would never tell Lily, Lily, you just need to revere me. (laughs) I think we could get on dicey waters right there in a dangerous situation but to respect. It's a word that means to um, flash, to flame, to blaze. It has a sense of fear, but it's a reverential fear that in Scripture we have toward the Lord. But I think as far as husband to wife, it's the order that God has given. And I think overall, again, we're considering God's order. And so our reverence toward a woman's reverence toward her husband is in realization that God has placed her in that position and role. And to respect him means that you are ultimately respecting God and his command for our lives. Peter said this in 1 Peter 3, 5 and 6, For in this manner in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husband, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. Now, I don't want Lily calling me Lord. She never has. I'll just tell you. It's never happened. That was their cultural thing. But it's an example of the reverence that Sarah had. At 75 years old, Abraham came to Sarah and said, we're moving, honey. And she said, oh, yeah, where? He goes, well, God says we should go to this country that we do not know, and we're going to roam around there for the rest of our lives, and one day he's going to give it to our offspring. Ladies, how would that sit with you if that's what your husband came and, and told you that we're going to do? We're just going to leave. We're going to go someplace. I know, I know we don't know anybody there. I know we're 75, and you're 65. That was their age when they left. But 
Also, by the way, God's promised that we're going to have a baby. So we're going to be working on that, Sarah, for a while. So we get our son. See how bizarre that sounds to us? It's the story of faith that we have of Abraham and Sarah. So our roles in life matter. And the testimony that God has given us. Ladies, God has required in this section of scripture, submission and respect toward your husband. I think of that word respect and, and I can pull it out for the guys too. But so often I've heard so much disrespect, especially when I was in the workplace as a brick mason out on the job and just hearing how guys talked about their wives and vice versa sometimes where you have um, women talking about their husband and it's without respect for a guy to call his, his old lady battle axe names that it's like, come on, you will never, never hear me say anything like that about Lily, but I can trust that you'll never hear Lily say anything disrespectful about me. We don't treat each other in that way. Calvary Chapel is a fellowship of believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Our greatest desire is to know Christ and to be conformed into His image by the power of His Holy Spirit. If you would like more information about Calvary Chapel, or if you would like a copy of today's message, please contact us at 847-265-0646. That's 847-265-0646. Thank you so much for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you as you worship Him today.